Ecstasy Nation. Yes, welcome to the beginning of season two of Audio Ecstasy, the show where the boys make the noise. We are back, baby. Today's episode, we are joined by our first-time guest, Hunter Yoshivowski. We're talking about the new Earl Sweatshirt album. We're talking about albums that we're hoping to hear this year in 2022, stuff that we think's coming out, stuff that we're praying is coming out, the whole gambit. Also wanted to let you guys know that we got a new playlist up on Spotify where we're going to be keeping track of all the music that we're interested in that's coming out this year. It's going to have everything from Dylan's five album recommendations of the month to just random albums and songs that we may talk about on the show that come out this year. So if you just go to Spotify and search Audio Ecstasy 2022, you'll find it right there. Anyways, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get to the show. Let's hear these boys break down some noise. Audio Ecstasy Season 2. Yes. We are back. We are back. We are doing it. We got a guest on the show today. We got Hunter with us. Hunter, what's happening? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. It's good to have you. Hunter, I didn't even catch your last name. What is your last name? It's Yoshivoski. Yeah, Yoshivoski. I didn't even bother telling it to you because I have... We were, like, we were so excited to get no Season 2 going. <laughs> yeah, no. There's absolutely no way I was going to try that. So. You got in the door. Hunter. We, we had the Paul McCartney, John Lennon <laughs> eyes. We were locked in just looking at each other like, let's go. Let's and the last name still slipped through the cracks yeah, all exactly. the time. But yeah, it's good to have you here, Hunter. Thanks. Um, glad to be here. You are uh, ready to hit him with the uh, two-parter up Since here? he got in the door, I've been waiting for this. Okay, all right, we got a two-part intro question for all first guests. Okay. This gives us like a idea of where you started musically and where you're at now. So okay. first question is, what was the first CD you ever bought? And then the second question, or MP3 you downloaded, whatever like your first engagement with music was. Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, who is the most recent artist you've gotten really into, like gone deep on? Okay. Well, since you asked me that, I forget everything. Um, I think I, oh, sorry. I haven't really been, when I was younger, I didn't really care about music. And then early high school, I was like into dubstep and hot garbage. Um, that's not a group, right? No, it's not a group. (laughs) If it was a group, they'd sound pretty good. Um, but I, I think the first CD I ever bought was Wolf by Tyler. Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. That was one of the first CDs that I actually bought that I for an artist that I was super into myself, like actually getting into contemporary stuff. And Good thematic connection for today too. Oh, yeah, huge. Awesome. And then um, for an artist, is it somebody I just found recently? Who you? Mo- who's the artist most recently that you've kind of oh, gone deep on that you've yeah. been like? I actually by? can't pronounce her name, but her name is Linda. Ronstadt? No, it is <laughs> it is Slovakian. Um, let me pull it up. Maybe someone else can try. Hmm. Sorry. Linda. 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 Danny, have you, did you, oh, yeah, you have. We Linda talked McCartney about this last year. No, I was no. thinking about just like Wolf and what your thoughts are Wolf, because I know you're such a Cherry Bomb guy, and like, that, I feel like that record, like, we. I don't know if I know what's on Wolf. To tell oh, yeah. Truth. I can remember the three covers very perfectly, but I. Okay, yeah, yeah. I. If I had to guess, I'm guessing I'm not into it, but I do also remember that. Isn't that like a bridge out of the how the first yeah? Two that was sound? like the big shift into like the melodic kind of neo soul jazzy yeah, stuff from yeah. like the the Dark Edge Lord, you know, prior years. But I got some homework. Actually, her last name's a lot easier than I remembered. It is uh, Fredrickson's. Fredrickson. 
Frederick's son. It's got two S's, which kind of makes it like, that's kind of weird. Okay, none <laughs> of the like weird O with the slash through it shit, I, though. I feel like originally when I looked at it, it did. It had some a couple Maybe she changed it. But yeah, that's who I've been checking out. Fucking... She's a uh, solo saxophonist. Oh, okay. And it is phenomenal. Is it I all instrumental? It. Yes. All the same? Okay. Yep. Right on. All right. Linda Fredrickson. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. All right. She's from Norway. So another new another new segment we got this season. I'm already that's my first blunder of the season. The I got a trivia game. So hot at the end it's of gonna the be, we're gonna I put together wait. the comp. We're gonna put together <laughs> the best bloopers and blunders. I got a trivia game I want to do with you, Dylan. Anko's back, Animal Collective. We're both, I think, very excited about yeah, it. Right, you're very still safe about to the say. album. We'll talk oh, yeah. about it soon. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about it very soon. But so it's got me back in that world again, which I haven't been in for a minute, and I'm all excited. And I want to do a trivia game with you across the season, if you're cool with it, where I ask you an Animal Collective-related trivia question each episode. Assuming we do 20 episodes in the season, if you get all 20 right, I buy you the full Anko discography on vinyl, everything that's ever been printed that I try to find. If that means I spend my life hunting shit down on Discogs, like Fall Be Kind or some weird shit. very hard. No, Fall Be Kind's easy. What Music crack. But I mean, look, we'll talk about this later, but there's some stuff that's very, very hard to find, so good luck. Then if you get all 20 right, to... that's the, that is my <laughs> life's work. <laughs> if you get Godspeed. 15 right, actually, let's just make it if you get 10 right, because I want to do this. I buy us yep. tickets and drinks at the next Anko show. Oh, yeah? That's okay. all on Danny. Whatever, Molly, fucking shrooms, whatever weird shit you want to get into. Uh, if you get five right, I got to figure that out still. And then if you get none right, we do a three-part series next season on Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that You're sounds in? great to me. And I think that the Backstreet Boys thing, like that, some kind of a mini series, does seem inevitable. But I mean, you really just got to lay it on thick. It's got to yeah. be way overblown if we're gonna. Oh, <laughs> if, if I do that poorly with this. All out. <laughs> All right, so the first question for you, and I'm going to keep the questions. They're going to be not like, I hate when you do trivia and it's like, when's their birthday? Like, how the fuck? What does that have to do with my life? Yeah. Sorry. Why would this be something I would want to know? Exactly. Exactly. So for the first one, I just want to know, can you name all four members of Animal Collective's government names? Their government names? Yes. Noah Lennox, David Portner, Brian Weitz, and Joshua Dibb. He's good. All right, we're one for one All right. so far. Cool. Ah, fuck. I gotta look at Discogs. I'm really looking forward to talking about this record with you. Uh, yeah, this has been something that I've been super, you know, just, I, I've wanted something like this for a while, and I wasn't sure if we'd ever really get it, and I, you know, it's some, you know, we'll, we'll probably be going along at it soon. Are you a fan of, at all of Animal Collective, Hunter? Have you listened to any of that stuff? I, I'm light. I'm light. a light fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure I would like them if I explored them more. But I'm pretty surface level. Okay. Yeah. Right on. This is a pretty good entry point, too, I think. Like, I mean, obviously, Meriwether is considered, like, the gold standard in that way and a lot of other ways. But, like, this is definitely one of the more approachable while still being interesting records of theirs. Yeah. So. I feel like it's pretty accessible. I mean, yeah. I've been loving the shit out of it, dude. Same. Like, Hard going same. deep on it again and... Just yeah. feels good. Uh, yeah. Or, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely just tease it again towards the end of this, but, like, I'm going to save that all for the next one. There's plenty of other stuff that's come well, out there's here. There's so I mean, many artists. I feel like all of your favorite artists are putting out albums right now, so I'm very curious to see what the shakeout looks like. I mean, like. a lot of them are. I mean, especially, like, the first two months of the year so far. I mean, really, like, between our main topic today, Earl Sweatshirt Sick, and the Animal Collective record, the Time Six, we talked about, though, I mean, those are... I mean, my two favorite records of the year and my two of my favorite artists of all time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm eating good right now. I'm very I'm happy. eating good right it's, now. It's great stuff. I know we did um, a little bit of this at the end of last season, yeah. but I was wondering if we could do a little, like, 
looking ahead to the year, what other albums? Yeah, I mean, this is always something I like to do at the beginning of the year. I mean, there's always stuff in the calendar. Is there, like, for you, Hunter, any artists that you know of coming out with stuff or that you'd like to see new records from? I am very out of the social media space, and, Mm -hmm. like, I am always surprised when something drops. (laughs) It's all surprise release. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty much always just a, whoa, there's a single for this? Oh, man, I can't believe this is coming out. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the world I live in. There's nothing that immediately comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you're waiting for at all? Like, any artists where you're like, I could use a new album? from um not not realistically okay like man i'd love a new department of eagles album okay all right <laughs> yeah we're getting a daniel rose and solo record this year and like that i mean that's the first one right what was that sorry first one right isn't that or no? um he ha- yeah under his name he really he's got some soul stuff under a different name i believe but yeah the department of eagles was another project that he was involved with before grizzly bear and i'm not as familiar with a lot of that stuff but yeah I had no idea that you were a fan till this week, and that's pretty fucking cool. I, I, yeah. I definitely want to explore. I mean, I, he is still my favorite musician in Grizzly Bear, and, like, I would love for them to continue without Drost. It, like, you know, could be a better, for better or worse proposition with something like that, but I'm that'd glad that he's still making music. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Should I didn't even think about that as a possibility. Right. I mean, I think it could be a possibility, but it still is just, like, yeah, I mean, I've got very mixed feelings. I could go spend a lot of time talking about the prospects of a Grizzly Bear record. But yeah. I just want them all to continue making music. So, what about you? What are you? Um, I mean, what are you hungry for? I, my Bloody Valentine is is like, I've, well, I feel like really the last since I've been really paying attention to music, uh, I feel like the kind of looming shadows of ROA every single year. It's just my Bloody Valentine <laughs> and Frank Ocean. Like every year, are we gonna get? Are, are either of these artists gonna drop? That's always what I want the most is a new Frank Ocean or my Bloody Valentine record. That's like just every single year, please. Uh, probably not gonna happen, but. Um, uh, yeah. Outside of uh, and like, dear Tommy, it's cheesed endlessly. Sky. Ferreira. That's over now, though, right? Isn't that? I feel like I. I mean, I read something that it... they broke up. Who knows if the record? Like, there's so many I... rumors about it never having existed. In the yeah, first that's place, what I thought. And, well, so that's. I mean, I don't know. You know, none of these sources seem super credible. Like, I mean, that may have been the case. I'm not. I don't mean to throw anybody in the label under the bus. I mean, they might be very right about that. But like, he also could have just been doing something outside. Like. With him, it's just so hard to know. It's just mm-hmm. it's so, everything is just so kept under wraps that like I wouldn't be surprised if something materialized and like they'll all continue. I mean, he'll continue to do stuff, but like that specific record, yeah, we might never actually see the light of day with that. So who's I don't know. I definitely have a list pulled up. I or yeah, this I feel like so much of this stuff just endlessly carries over, like the Sky for our record. But uh, who else on here? Oh, oh that's, man. that's right. I, that's coming out. Oh yeah, soon. Phoenix, Indian, Indian, The Cure of Teeth, some stuff. Uh, yeah. That was pretty crazy. That came out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. New well, I mean, they've actually they have been uh, there have been rumors about that for a little while, but nothing all that substantial. I don't think. Oh, Kendrick Lamar, obviously. That's oh, gonna yeah. be like. Yeah. Yeah, pretty push a T, no name. Yeah, there's so many things that I'm forgetting, but I like Animal Collective definitely was like the big one for me this year that I knew about that was like gonna for sure happen. So at this point, like. It's not like everything else is icing, but I do feel like, okay, like I've gotten more than I could ever really ask, realistically ask for in one year, given like the stuff that in, I like. In February. Yeah, we're getting yeah. Big Thief, and I think Beach, the full Beach House record is going to drop the following week. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff that I like is coming out right now. Um, yeah, is there anything that stands out for you, though, Danny? I'm excited about the Big Thief album, because there, there hasn't been like a, I mean, not since, I guess, like Father of the Bride, but like a good double album recently that I've been like and ready for, dude, and that's double, always fun. We're, we're in an era of double albums. We're like, there's Weird. there's a I mean between Beach House and Big Thief like oh, the two of those Beach are House very distinct but yeah I mean I've just like I've heard rumors from just other artists about the possibility of releasing some double some records doubles, this year and doublers. like who knows what'll actually happen it might just be these two but like it 
I'd like to think that like we're going to be seeing like just as a trend. I mean, it just whether or not it's a natural extension of like the bloated nature of just gaming Spotify. the streaming algorithm, right, yeah. or whatever. But like in a case of like Big Thief and Beach House, these are more inspired than not. So and, yeah, from in my opinion, so far. I think so. Big Thief's like the perfect act for it too, and they're like yes, that perfect I think spot so in their career for it. Yeah, where everything about that just feels like perfectly flowing. Yeah, like, they really have fine. followed just what like, how you feel the music. Their trajectory has been just like oh, this is like a a legacy act, just like kind Fucking of happening all the time. Kiss. Yeah. Have you listened to any Can, Big Thief Hunter? Oh, sorry, I haven't listened to any Big Feet, Big Thief. Um, but I had a question, but I was oh, like yeah, waiting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, hop in here. Um, that list you just pulled up, is that projected like these albums are coming out this year, or was that just a list of like albums you, or artists you hope release albums so, this year? Oh, it's a, sort of a combination of these things. Much more heavy on the side of things that are, I think realistic will happen just through, yeah, I mean, and how this stuff comes to be, it's like, oh, like, obviously just like through stuff that the artists announce themselves, things that are kind of like whatever, just like kind of uh, discussed on the internet or on like various message boards or whatever, things that I just see on like sites. I mean, it's like a combination of, so like the credibility obviously wa- wavers. A lot of this stuff already have release dates, but like right. still, I mean, you, nothing is certain until like, it's out. Like yeah. obviously like. It, it ranges <laughs> from like My Bloody Valentine, which is like. That's like one end of the spectrum. To something where it's like, certain, like right. Donda 2, which we know in two weeks will drop. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Donda 2 is coming out tomorrow. Donda 2 is a guarantee. Oh my god, Donda 2. That's sort of our spectrum of certainty, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I want the, I didn't think about it until the IndieCast episode where they did their projections and I'm basically just stealing their shit. I always. happens way more, like whether we acknowledge it or not, it's just, yeah. Because that's like my connection these days to the music world is just doing my Friday IndieCast listen. Yeah, what are the boys into this week? What are we, Oh, that's what I'm into, yeah. Hey, Bill, what about this week? We talked about Black Country New Road. In 2013, how things change. I will be in, it's fucking a good record, but what were you going to say? Just the, the always record is the, the one. Oh, the always record. Yeah, that, that's another band too. I didn't bring them up, but like there, I've definitely heard that there's a good chance that they're going to put something out this year. I mean, that. it's been several, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, always, always sounds good. I'm always here for that. Always, always, always sounds good. <laughs> Any always in your life? Always, always. 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 A L V V A Y S. Yeah. I. Uh, no. I'm going to make you it's a nice little playlist after yeah, this. Nice Just. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea whether you'd like any of these artists. I mean, it's still outside of just, like, some shoegaze and electronic music and hip-hop. Don't have a great sound. Like, the Barman Eagles was definitely a huge, like, sort of curveball for me as far as the stuff that I knew that you were into, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm into a lot of genres. I like My Bloody Valentine. They're one of my favorite bands. Yeah. I'm into shoegaze a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Make me a playlist. That'd be nice. I would love to. Let's get that fucking playlist going. So, boys, we know why we're here today. <laughs> Motherfucker, Earl Sweatshirt. We can talk about great 2021 albums that we want to come out, that have come out all night long, but we don't we know why we gathered on the Earl table. Earl Sweatshirt's Sick is, without question, one of the best records of the year, in my opinion. Like, and obviously, like, the bias is undeniable, but I do think it is one of his better records overall. That's and, what I wanted to know right out of the gate was how you ranked it. I mean, and, and like, yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that kind of factor into that. It's still pretty early, and I, this stuff is always starting to change, but I do feel like it is one of his better ones right now. I mean, I brought this up to you a little bit earlier as well, Hunter. How do you feel about this overall? Because when it came out, I was saying the person that you liked it, but we hadn't really gone that deep on it. Yeah. I. It's pretty meh for me. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. give this... And Ooh. I would give this album like a C. Like a C. Straight C. And I've listened to it a bunch. I've tried mm-hmm. to digest it in different ways. Yeah. And there's some reasons I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would give it like a C. Is a C on a 10 scale like a 7, like a 70% or is it lower than that? Um, no. It would be It would be like average. Like it a would five, be like A, five. B, 
or yeah, A, B, C, D, E. Like, that, like a five out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- about that. Yeah, I was going to say five out of three. It'd be like five, right or... in the middle because ahead of it, you have B, A. And 2.5, D, yeah. E. Oh, out of yeah. five. Well, I would just, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. We'll yeah, go right. five. I've, right. I've been thinking That's... about fighting <laughs> games and everything in fighting games is like ranked in a letter. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, yeah, this is a right. C. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, on the, on the tier list of raw records, like this, was, was yeah. would not break into the B tier. But is some rap songs your favorite record of his? Yeah, that or Doris. That or Doris. Okay. My favorite like overall project of his is Solace. Okay, so like that. I mean that because that I think is technically just built as an EP. It's whatever. It's like a handful yeah. of smaller stitchels and is really just yeah its own sort of thing. But like overall, you that is your favorite release period. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. period, absolutely. 100%. I I re-listened to that in preparation of this episode like yeah several weeks ago but uh it's so fucking good it was just such a that one really surprised me as far everything like the tone of it sonically what he was doing the structure of it and also just on the heels if i don't like shit i mean several months after like I, yeah I, well have you what have you listened to Dan? have you listened to more than just sick like i know you've listened to some doors back in the day but i mean i i've just heard earl through like being friends with you and with mm-hmm. Brandon and McCray all being like huge odd future heads. Yeah. Uh, but I've never like sat down and put on a full project until this, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Do you, wait, you haven't even heard Doris all the way through? No. That's surprising. Okay. No. Gotcha. All right. I'm out of the all mix. Right. Um, I liked this. I will say, and maybe I'm going to fucking rub some people the wrong way. No, you got to rub them the wrong way. I'm going to rub them the wrong already way. done that. Yeah, let's, 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 keep, let's keep it going, baby. Earl kind of sounds to me like what I think J. Cole sounds like to me in my head. Like, sometimes... <laughs> now you're rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> I knew it was going to offend Hell yeah. But, okay, like, oh, the metaphor I thought of today was Earl is to J. Cole what fucking uh, Bruce Springsteen is to John Mellencamp for my friends. Where, like, I know that, like, Earl is... Like, to my taste, probably, like, better than J. Cole or whatever. Just, like, I hope my friends give, even though they don't like Springsteen, I hope they give him the benefit of the doubt that, like, he's a little melancampy, but, like, mm-hmm. it's its own thing. But that's where, yeah. Yeah, that is so interesting because I actually feel that exact same way about Saba. Oh, really? And he's got a record that came out recently that and I was going to bring up at the end of this record. Text, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like all his stuff, but, like, I have a very, I feel very strongly about, like, in that same sort of way where it's just so close to being something that... Yeah, it reminds me of J. Cole, honestly, like in a way that's just overbearing and cringy and just like too, you know, sort of high and mighty and like whatever. But like Sabin never really crossed that bridge. Like he's kind of towards too smart for his own good. But he's not rubbing it in your face. But yeah, I, what, what is it about Earl, though, in that way? I don't that... find Earl. OK, like that is one thing you read. Like I don't find him like self-righteous in the way that J. Cole can be. I just mm-hmm. find Earl to be sort of the like where I can sometimes feel like I'm sitting there listening to someone lecture me. Sort mm-hmm. of not that he like not that the actual like, I don't feel like he's trying to, like, preach anything at me or whatever. It's just kind of my critique of what I don't like about it is I can sometimes find it boring yeah. a little bit. Like, the mm-hmm. beats are sweet. But, like, for instance, what's the – let me pull up the Spotify on it. Mm-hmm. When the first guest comes in – I'm going to fuck this the up. Loopers. The Loopers. Yeah. Like, that to me was such a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and then Earl comes back in, and, like, it's been a nice contrast, and I'm ready for it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this, now you're so nice how, like, smooth and kind of calm you are. Mm-hmm. But after, like, five tracks of just Earl, for me, it's just, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. I hear you. Earl does all his own production, too. So on some of his records he has, I actually don't know what he's produced on this one. I looked it up a little while ago, and I don't remember what it was. I mean, 
I don't like shit in some rap songs were predominantly produced by him. I think Love Brain could do a beat too. I don't like shit. And Doris was like produced by a lot of people. He had a couple on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, Fita Clay and I think some rap songs both were. And those are actually probably, well, yeah, I think maybe my two favorite projects overall from him. I still, like, Solace really is up there. It might be, that might be the three. Solace, Fita Clay, and some rap songs. But okay. I mean, I, I legitimately love everything that he's done. And he still is for sure a favorite of mine. But see, now I'm know, dying to know now. So if hmm. you, you're being a big girl fan and you're, Hunter, you're a fairly big girl fan. You're yeah. definitely a big girl and fan. And yeah. knowing that you yeah. love this album and you find it mad, I would love to hear like some sort of point counterpoint on. The thing I do think that's interesting with Sick, first of all, is that it's definitely not nearly as interesting of a record as his last couple. Like, this is definitely, it's without question more immediate and not like in a way that is like super poppy or accessible. But like, here's stuff, first of all, like the mixing, the way his vocals are, um, just, uh, you know, the presence of that, like stuff on like Titanic, some of his flows, which I love, but like it's definitely, it's definitely, it's just not necessarily as, uh, I guess, a little bit more straightforward, a little. Yeah, just not quite as cryptic or as bizarre structurally as I think a lot of the stuff that he has done fairly recently, the last couple of years, and the stuff that I go to bed for the most. It's definitely not, not something that I would like throw somebody as like, oh, this is like, you know, the best of like, what he's doing. I think it's a cool pivot from Fida Clay, and like, it sort of kind of reaffirms him as somebody in my mind that has a lot of range and can a lot of, make a lot of different sort of records and is not sort of bound to just what the kind of rabbit hole that he was burying himself into from I don't like shit moving forward. But, mm. you know, it is can be sort of a double-edged sword for depending on what kind of stuff you really like about Earl. And I do think, like, his writing and the rapping is always getting better, but musically this is definitely not where, you know, he's been at his most interesting. But, Hunter, we're, yeah, I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts on... Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I think, like... First of all, if you're gonna have like a 30 minute album, mm-hmm. I really 24 want... minute, 24 yeah. minute. Well, record. <laughs> I, I should say under 30 minutes. Uh, but it, I feel like the songs need a lot more substance and hit me a lot harder. But I found like after 2010, like I like the first two tracks a lot, "Old Friend" in 2010, and after that, I just progressively got more and more bored with it. Mm. And I kind of just like I start thinking about other things. I go elsewhere in my mind. It doesn't hold me. It doesn't captivate me like some rap songs did mm-hmm. or Solace did. And I think it's kind of a continuation of the like sound profile of some rap songs, but dialed back a lot. Yeah, it's, it's kind of def- how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost making it like more approachable. But that's what I don't like. Like well, I so, wanted yeah. it to be less approachable. Right. I wanted it to be really out there. Yeah, and that's kind of like the sort of the double edged thing in my mind with this. And, like, and I mean, I like it a lot overall. It's but. I don't know. I, I think it's, I like hearing him pivot kind of back from that. And I do think like the songs like themselves to me always have substance by virtue of his writing and the beats and everything. But yeah, it's definitely a lot sparser as far as just like the engine. Like there's stuff on here, like what, what lie and uh, some of the stuff like after that, that are just, you know, a couple minutes and it doesn't really kind of flesh stuff out. Even though some rap songs is a short record. I mean, all uh, those songs definitely like felt very, like a lot more, uh, I don't know, just like interesting, well put together, idiosyncratic, and it flowed together a little bit nicer. But yeah, I still I appreciate the range. I love the writing. I just yeah, and like that it flows on stuff like Vision and Tabula Rasa and Titanic. I just I fucking I mean, do you as a as a as big Earl fans? Do you view this even loving it? Do you view it as a minor release as a twenty four minute thing where there's like six songs that under two minutes? You know, some artists like even if you like like the record, you're like, oh, I know this is just sort of like this isn't like a big work for them. This is like something 
just a document of where, the, like the way like Untitled Unmastered is like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you've, or like, uh, what's that, FM for Vince Staples, where I feel like that oh, was sort of just sure. like, a, like a plug, like a gap stop or something. Yeah, see, with Earl, I mean, all his records, for the most part, I mean, I think Doris is probably clo- clocking in closer to like 50 or something, I don't know. But like, they're all, for the most part, fairly short. I never really like... Okay. I mean, some app songs is only like twenty something minutes. I mean, oh, really? it's, I it's not okay. a very long. It's not, you know, it's around that same time frame. So, like, I have never necessarily felt that way, especially too, like, with what I was alluding to, as far as just like this stuff feels so substantive because of what he's doing with it. That like, it never kind of feels that way, and especially too, like, as you know, time progresses and I get into other things. You know, there are records like uh, that Home Is Where record last year that was only six songs in like thirteen minutes, and I considered it an album, but everything there was just so tight that like it was so much more exciting than mm-hmm. so much of the stuff that like is considerably longer. So it really just depends on the project and what they're doing with it. And I don't like, I, I, I just, I definitely don't take those t- distinctions in a, as much consideration anymore. I do find, yeah, just stuff that's, you know, more bloated. It's going to be not, you know, more my cup of tea than something that feels like it's a little bit sparser and perhaps a little slight or whatever, but yeah. I mean, I thought the structure was really interesting that it is like six songs that are like a minute to two minutes and just like mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. Yeah, fast. I'd be really curious to hear what you think about some rap songs because that, I mean, that and like really you should hear all, all the ones that we've talked about a lot. Salas, some rap songs, Feet of Clay, like he's doing some really interesting things with structure and like production of it just feels so disorienting and like it, it draws so much from like ambient and like noise and a lot of just like off kilter, just strange strains of you know electronic music and stuff that but it's still so rendered so tastefully and like it it's incredible i mean i really do think like he was really pushing hip-hop into some very very interesting directors directions on those records in particular and don't feel nearly as strongly about sick but you know i i really just like everything that he does i mean he's just one of those artists that like it's just so compelling to just i i you know wherever he's gonna go i'm, I'm gonna follow like, i'm here for whatever yeah but, the last um, two on this are my favorite. Oh, Titanic and Titan- uh, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm if I'm getting them correct, I know the last one's one of my favorites. Titanic kind of reminded me of Drake, which I thought was sort of funny. Oh going yeah, back. sure. Because like yeah, 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 I do feel like Odd Future and Drake started as like as like oh. binaries in hip hop or like mm-hmm. opposites. Yeah, not unlike what I was talking about with ASAP Mob and Odd Future. Like there was definitely a, a very similar thing with Drake and o- anything like and OBO like you know, associated. It was just like these are yin and yangs here. And then now they've merged to such a degree that it's yeah. kind of like I love it. Yeah, it's it makes great. me happy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Um, and then my favorite line in the whole thing for sure: five O's on me like the Olympics." Oh yeah, it's cl- come it's, on. Yeah, twenty ten. That's, that's yeah, that's one of his. I mean, let's dude, go. It's, I'm it's all great. day. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I mean, again, I'm always looking forward to what he's going to be doing, but I do sincerely hope too that it just. I mean, I would love to have him drop something again that was like Solace, and maybe even like it'd be cool to hear a beat tape from him. Like I thought, like really, since I don't like shit it'd be really interesting to hear him do just an instrumental mixtape. And mm-hmm. uh, while that's something I think is far more likely with Tyler or, you know, just like any other, you know, producer rappers, I do think that that's something that he really could pull off in a way that'd be much more interesting. And, yeah, him, and, him and Tyler cool. Yeah. To my okay. knowledge that they're still, they're on good terms. They just don't collaborate really anymore. Okay. They're not really in each other's circles, but they're on good terms. The last I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing, what you were saying hmm. um, about, I don't like shit. I don't go outside or I don't whatever. Um, that song "Grief" at the end, the drums at the end of oh, "Grief" yeah. are so crazy. They're, I would love terrific. to hear an instrumental song or like yeah. mixtape or anything come out by that. Him, was it's so creative. 
Oh yeah, that was the first time when that came out. I remember, I think it was released. It was the first single from the record. And I think it came out with the video. And I was just when I found out that he produced that, I was like, oh my fucking god! Like yeah. this is gonna be just a like. And since then, it's like the like Doris for sure has. I mean, we're not Earl, maybe notwithstanding, but like out of his albums, Doris has by far the most conventional sounding beats. And like, no slight to Doris. I mean, I or I guess you know what I. It'd be interesting to go back and hear Sick compared to this because Sick actually might have that beat in that way. There's some like Guild and some other stuff on Doris. It's a little bit weirder, but. Yeah, Doris yeah. is also. I mean, I that's I know, like Sick reminds me of Doris in the way that it's the first record of his that really feels like it has a lot of range on it, and like, you know, I don't like shit forward. All these are super cohesive and totally like their own worlds, but I like hearing them mix it up a little bit. And like, you know, again, it can be doesn't necessarily like lend itself to being as uh, yeah as strong of a project necessarily, maybe. But yeah, I just I love to see where he goes with it because I feel like he just he just does not miss, and I rarely hear him rap like Drake. <laughs> I got a, a question. Why is Shoot. it? I feel like last season we touched on how Spotify, when they list the popular songs for an artist, mm-hmm. there can be some weird shakeups. Like Pavement's oh, most yeah. popular song is "Harness Your Ho- Hopes," which is like a weird old B side has yeah. no place in their catalog. Is like a big thing. Why is Riot? I was I went today. I'm like, oh, I should do some backup homework. I should listen to like what are the big Earl songs. So I go to number one. The last song and some rap songs. Forty five million, and it's a one minute instrumental that's, yeah. that we've talked about before. It's just that Hugh Masekela song with like mm-hmm. a little bit of like, added. Yep. Why any idea? That, was that on like a playlist or something? No, see, or? this is this is actually exactly what I was going to rap. This I think actually um, confirms my theory a little bit, or like one of a couple reasons why it could be. I think it's literally just like the playback thing. Like whenever you're playing a similar artist, or it's it's going to recommend That's something to you. That's one of the ones you think that. Gets I don't up. know why the specific songs are chosen as that playback thing, but I think. There are certain songs that, for whatever reason, like right. that's like the one for that artist, and that's what it is. I'm I listening know, to Vince Staples. The album ends. I know that's happened to me with Right Before with Earl. Where I was listening to somebody else, and it would transition to Earl, and it would be Right. I know yeah. that, like with Animal Collective, it's Man of Oil from Meeting of the Waters, which is not like a big song of theirs at all, but yeah. it's one of their most well played songs on Spotify because you just transition to it all the time. And so then, I don't know how that stuff is. Joe, we got to get an algorithm expert on the show. Yeah. That would be really, really interesting. I would love to hear somebody that was really deep in the weeds on that. Yeah. Hunter, you're not an algorithm expert, are you? <laughs> I am not. Okay. All right. We're done. We're done. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Do you guys have any lasting thoughts on Earl or anything else that, you know, you want to bring up? I mean, I really, Danny, I know we talk all the time about, like, oh, you should hear this and get back to me, but I really hope that you listen to some of these other Earl records because I just, I, like, I know that you'd, like, it might actually, you know what, it, I have to give this some thought because with some of the stuff, too, that you mentioned that you don't like about Sick, have to be really deliberate as far as what which one you might want to get into because that could be a barrier with all of them on some I, level. I would also, I mean, even if, if we could, if you give me like a few songs that you feel like are the most like poppy of Earl's kind. Oh of, yeah, it was like, the like, least. I was thinking, let's just go grief immediately because it's so it's such a cool song, but like the complete opposite on the spectrum. I mean, like Earl's like to me, it's like I don't want to sound super negative on it because it's also like it's not like it's just when you, your bag. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's not like when you put it on, it bothers me in any way. Like, yeah, there's no part of me that I would ever turn it off. I would just never turn it on. Right. Yeah. It's not like totally like, where, like I sent you the text once where I was like, dude, the Decemberist came out in this coffee shop and I had to leave while in line. Like oh, I that's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right. I couldn't make the three minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's just not. It's, you're not gonna get it. It doesn't have the trigger. I understand yeah. that. I yeah. As I, a dude, he seems so cool and like. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I think, like an artist, super cool and interesting and like. Yeah, super close guarded. It, yeah, that's but what I like, like, I mean, he, he always has come off like a really interesting, thoughtful person. Watching after his himself, like he's. I feel like that's been part of his narrative too. Is just because he got thrown into the shit so young, 
he's had to like chaperone himself. Yeah, be like, very deliberate with a lot of just like how I, he was presenting in the public and stuff like that. Yeah, and, like, and, like, all this. Yeah, what for do I do sure. with my fame? And I think he's been super smart about it. And oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I think he became a father like a couple months ago as well, which is uh, pretty cool. I was reading that that's a big part of the album. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, when when yeah, if he became a father officially, but uh, there was definitely like a lot of illusion. Like to, I mean, that and obviously the pandemic seemed to be like some of the bigger thing, like just sort of things that like he hadn't touched on on past records. But you know, obviously a lot of the same kind of through lines bleed through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, his parents are also very interesting people. Oh yeah, well, the relationship with his mother is supposed to be Cheryl really Harris. I don't even want to try to pronounce his dad's name. I can't even. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But yeah, and it's the whole thing too is just so tragic. With uh, I assume you're aware, Hunter, of the poem, you know, the or I don't even know. I think it was really some rap songs in general, just wanting to show his father, and then it ended right. up writing Peanut after the fact. But yeah. I think that's how it went down. Never got to hear Can it. Again. it oh, did his father yeah. pass away? There's yeah. a song he, he never had written, like written music that he felt like proud enough about to be able to show his dad. And his dad never listened to it. His dad is like a famed African poet and he was just kind of in and out of his life and like he had a very like weird kind of like straight relationship with him. And so like, you know, he just was at a point where there was kind of seemed like potentially maybe passions were stuffing it up and kind of reconnecting in a way. And he like, to my knowledge, had not showed him any of his music because he just did not feel like it was like, yeah, just worth showing anybody. And he was really proud of some rap songs and he never got a chance to show to his dad before he passed, which speaks to like the, the, there's a, a song he wrote, Peanut, on there, and then like a like a sort of sound collage of samples of his mom and dad speaking that are right before that, and then that outro that we talked about earlier. That's okay. like the end of some rap songs. Interesting. But yeah, really heartbreaking stuff. But yeah, it's been super, super fascinating to like watch his whole arc overall. And like, yeah, again, same sort of thing like with Tyler and that. Like, I was aware of like sort of hit like the Earl tape and like him like the free Earl thing as it was happening, but I was not necessarily a fan until he had come back and. Uh, Home was out Chum was back with the two yeah. songs that he dropped and like I remember seeing the Woe video and I'm like oh my god he is so unbelievably good I can't believe I was sleeping on this stuff right. for the last couple of years well correct me up too how like we're supposed to be at that part in his career where I feel like all like the narrative around him is like now we've got mature adult Earl and it's like he's 26 he's still like younger than us and shit like it's just crazy to me. He, oh, he's I think a a, oh yeah, younger than you, a little bit older than me, but like right around that, our okay, ages though. Okay. Like he's like yeah, he maybe he just turned like twenty eight, but like yeah, he, oh, he's on the album one, he has one line where he says he's twenty six, but maybe that's like an old line or something. Then. I don't know, but yeah, he's right around there. So it's just that. like yeah, he is like very yeah, decidedly in his twenties. It's like watching Get Back, and you're like what the fuck? These he's twenty seven. He's the oldest young man that you know. Yeah, he told it to us on at some point. Like shit, I gotta go outside a little bit. Have you ever heard the? the album that he released in seventh grade was that the kitchen cutlery tape yeah i've listened to parts of it i don't think i've heard the whole thing that was how i think tyler discovered him right through myspace was yeah like that tape yeah yeah that was Sorry. another whole part of the thing too is like yeah tyler literally discovering him and then having him join yeah. odd future after they had already formed but it was yeah he i i think i don't there i mean it was one of those things where like yeah earl had like not he hadn't been repping for very long he like literally just picked it up in middle school or whatever and like right. Was like very clearly unbelievably talented. Yeah, just like as soon as he really got going with it. But when the first tape comes out, he was what sixteen. Yeah, he was like I think fifteen when he finished recording or was working on it. But like yeah, he was sixteen when it dropped and like immediately just yeah was yeah you know that's his history. But it's just so wild to think that like somebody thinking of that stuff at that age and just being able to like convey it that way. I mean, it really is like 
mind-blowing listen i remember i mean i listened to it back for this and it's just it's still like no matter how many times i hear it it, it's still just going to floor me that somebody was this young and be able to think of stuff like this i mean yeah unreal that little shitty mustache Mm -hmm. i love those days yeah Yeah. i'm pretty sure he released like or like made all his verses for oldie when he was like 15 is that right yeah because he made his verses while he was still in soma okay i was gonna say okay so he was probably like 16, but regardless, like yeah. he was, it was, it was after that tape came out. I knew that he was doing that. And yeah. So yeah, it's so fucking, it's unbelievable. And that, like that was that verse that you remember that I rapped on the podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, episode. Yeah. Unfucking believable. He was like 16 or whatever when he wrote that. I just can't. Oldies the, the, the posse cut, right? Yeah, that's right. Tape yeah. yeah. So like he was gone during the most of the recording of that. And then he came back and taxed his verse on at the end and they released yeah. it. So that it's yeah i mean it's just incredible what what really speaks a lot about that group is that his verse can be so good and it still wasn't as good as jasper's it's true <laughs> i can't believe they would put jasper's right before this too yeah. it's just like how underwhelming is how, that how that, underwhelming is that how that, that is, yeah that jasper's literally in earls and i'm like what are you guys doing you're just gonna blow uh, the momentum like that uh, no, that's, that's an awesome contrast yeah there's though. literally yeah no, it's, it's terrific the beginning right before he goes into it you can hear oh girl yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> it's so good love it um, all right, boys, ready to hear some wrecks or any last thoughts on Earl? Did you want to say something? Yeah, no, no, I'm ready to have some wrecks get wrecked. Wreck, records Rex, get recommended. Wrecks get wrecked. Recommended yeah. records. Hell yeah. Yeah, wreck these wrecks. All right. Um, so, man, there's obviously we're going to talk about Animal Collective next time. I'm not going to go into this at all. There's already been a lot of stuff that has come out that, you know, it's so hard to know just what stuff to talk about. So I generally try to skew on the side of stuff that's not as, you know, just like publicized, but like there's always going to be stuff that gets slept on. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, five is, oh, fuck, what is that record called? This is going to really, I can't believe that <laughs> I already forgot this. It's the new uh, A Place to Bury Strangers record. Oh, man. And a place to bury strangers is that like emo or what? what it's what like shoegaze, noisy shoegaze, okay. like n- like noise light kind of shoegaze. C three is what they're called. Diet noise. Diet noise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're Brooklyn. Yeah, they've been at it since like two thousand and seven. Um, really, yeah. I mean, it's like absolutely my kind of shit. I mean, that's that first <laughs> one specifically. Like, it's so much of the stuff. Yeah, that I just absolutely love. And like the records, like I'm not crazy about a lot of stuff they've done. I'm not like I haven't listened to a lot of their stuff in a while, but it definitely had scanned as kind of a diminishing returns thing for a little while. I like the first two to varying degrees. And after that point, there's not a whole lot to go to bad for, but they uh, got a new rhythm section, I think last year and put out an EP that was pretty solid. And yeah, this one is a nice sort of return to form in a way where it's still very much the same sort of thing. I mean, it's just, you know, exactly like I say, like noise shoegaze, like, you know exactly what you're getting into. I mean, it's just an intense, like reverb drenched, like wall sound sort of thing, but yeah, some, interesting rhythms on here great texture really nice vocals it's not like a sort of like you have like the you know it's sort of obvious like shoegaze timbre but contrasted with some nice just like other uh there's a, i think the female plays bass on there. i'm like mixing up who's how many people are in the band now but like yeah there's just like the personnel shift is a lot for just a lot of great things happening in their sound and i think that like this is definitely a record that like is sort of a good place to hop in, especially if you're curious about this sort of thing. But like, yeah, it doesn't, it very much feels like a sort of, you know, a modernized kind of shoegaze record, not quite like the parental one from last year. The fidelity is not as lo-fi and it's not all, uh, um, you know, synth or uh, guitar presets, but 
mm. or plugins rather. But like, yeah, this is a, a nice like sort of modern chic sounding contemporary shoegaze record. Definitely recommend it. Um, okay. For uh, is Dissolution Wave by Cloakroom, which is another shoegaze esque record. This is they're more like doom kind of like post rock po- sort of post hardcore esque like much sludgier and crunchier sounding. Um, they are from Indiana. They're a three piece. They released, this is their third record and I like all the stuff they've done. It's all kind of bled together a little bit. This one's a lot more dynamic and distinct sounding. There are some really, really interesting compositions on here. Stuff that like feels like it's, you just doesn't necessarily know like how far they're going to sort of take this stuff, but a lot of nice variation and, uh, just yeah, great dynamics across the board. Have you, have you have I listened to like any Cloakroom? Have you, Danny? No, 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 no. But it's Indiana our, seems like a great place for like doom metal to come from. It, I'm just thinking of like the cornfields. Oh, yeah. The Rust Belt corn. Like that sort yeah. of thing is like very custom tailored to that sort of like uh, that. imagery for sure. Do you have listened to any Cloakroom? Nope. Or uh, New Place to Bury Strangers? Or it's not a New Place, it's a Place to Bury Strangers. That's what the band is called. The new now. album, yeah. Have you listened to any of their records before? I have not. Because, yeah, they are definitely shoegaze bands. I'd be curious to hear what you think about them. Um, I, yeah. I don't even know what would be more up your alley. I would definitely recommend uh, that first uh, Place to Bury Strangers record, but I think these are both very, very solid records. Um, next is Few Good Things, which is that Saba record that mm-hmm. I brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a Chicago rapper. Um, sort of on that side of uh, hip-hop, uh, cut from, like, the open mic poetry nights, as well as, like, Chance and Vic Mensa and No Name, you know, it was sort of coming up at the same time that Drill was, and mm-hmm. sort of, like, the polar opposite of that in a lot of ways, but uh, this is his third record, and uh, Care, Care For Me, which came out in 2018, was, like, a sort of his huge breakthrough, and, I mean, I, I I still love that record, and I was really kind of blown away with it at the time. I was already a fan of his, but, like, the writing on that's just really just poetic and... It's unbelievably sort of heart. Uh, just, I mean, the, a lot of that, that record had to do with just his brother, or you know, his, oh, sorry, cousin of his being killed, and mm. sort of the aftermath of that, and uh, just sort of navigating life coming up in you know south side of Chicago and trying to juggle that with uh, being an up and coming rapper. And few good things is a much more down tempo, relaxed sort of melodic affair. It's much more understated, not quite as um, intense sonically or lyrically, but there's a lot of great beats on here and. I think that he really is a pretty underrated rapper overall. Like he's just like he switches up his flows quite a bit. A lot of nice just variation as far as just sort of his own approach. And uh, he's got like an in-house group of guys that do a lot of the beats, and it's a lot of just like really nice like neo soul smooth jazz. Like very much reminds me of like a lot of the stuff that you know sort of where Tyler Sound has been going, but it's got like a nice uh, six Chicago flavor to it. Um, like have you listened to like any I care for me? I know that that record was huge for me in that year. And we talked about it a little I bit. I remember but... you, Evan and Nick all being oh, really yeah. into it. And yeah. like, I don't remember disliking it, but I just, I feel like even like some of the stuff I heard, I did. Didn't you have like a song that chance was featured on? He was featured on a chance. Song. One of the songs on Kung Book. I yeah. Think he was I on. like that. Yeah. I know. I gotta, I gotta just do the work. Yeah. I mean, care for me is really his best record, but this is a nice, uh, you know, cause sort of, follow up to that and uh yeah i like it quite a bit what have you uh, listened to any saba Hunter? yeah i yeah. like saba i found yeah. him a long time ago i don't know the album name is it bucket list project that was I, like i don't know that was like his first record that came out i think in 2016 or so and if i, mean, I showed you the album art would you recognize it oh yeah, probably um yeah that's that okay yeah yeah, yeah, that's the only album I've heard from him. I listened to the whole thing. I like it a lot. He kind of reminds me of... Have you ever heard of Halbert? No, I don't think so. 
Okay. They have like a similar like like what you said open mic poetry mm-hmm. type vibe going on. It uh-huh. kind of sounds like it's coming from a basement. Okay. And it's just But yeah, I like his stuff a lot. It's pretty cool. nice. Yeah, so you mentioned they have a bucket. You haven't heard of Care for Me at all? I have not. Because, yeah, a few good things. I mean, this is the one that it came out like a week or so ago, but like that's really. I fucking love when I do this on here. Like, with all the records that are coming, like, these are just come out and are worth your time, but like, if you haven't heard the good listen stuff, the go yeah. listen to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah, Care for Me is, I mean, I think it's a classic. I, I really still blown away by that, but I just, I love having Saba back in the fold. It's been four years, and he released like a group tape, I think, with Pivot Gang like a, a couple years ago that was pretty good, but. Yeah, I've just been so hungry for more of this, and I hope to actually catch them. Uh, we said earlier, you're eating good this year. I'm eating very good this year. It's yeah. been, I mean, so much more. Truly night and day compared to February last year. Fucking get out of here. Get, get the fuck out of here. Season three, Dylan's going to be pushed fucking 400 pounds. That's, at this rate, that's where we're headed, man. Yeah. So the second one is, I think, I believe it's pronounced Pompeii, Pompeii by Kate LeBon. She's oh, a yeah, singer-songwriter. I mean, yeah, this is definitely an artist that I have to imagine you are at least familiar with. Have heard the name, but like maybe yeah, not listen to. Fully in that realm. Okay, she's a, a well singer-songwriter producer. Um, I got into her with her last record, Reward, which came out in 2019, and I think I'd have heard of her initially because she had been collaborating with Bradford Cox of Deer Hunter on like mm. some uh, like Mexican Summer like label collaborative like EP type things, and that were pretty good. Um, I liked her record from 2019 quite a bit, and. Uh, this new one that I like probably a little bit more. I've only I think gone through it like twice so far. A little I've kind of dabbled around since, but um, yeah, really nice ornate arrangements. I mean, she's got a great voice, and like this is just like sort of a like a lush chamber pop record with sort of a subtle psychedelic undercurrent to it. This um, sounds like it's the most up my alley of everything. You've yeah, so far. and I mean, I think of everything that's probably come out this year that isn't that animal collective record and it's not the big thief record that'll be dropping on friday this is probably i mean the one that i would recommend the most to okay. you honestly okay um have you heard of kate lebon before hunter nope yeah she um i mean i think this yeah this is her sixth record she's she's been it for a little while um they're all i remember going on and going back and making the rounds but when the last one came out and they're all fairly similar structure like you know sonically and um i think reward and this one pompeii are probably her best and like the definitely the best places to start but yeah she's pretty interesting voice she reminds me of a lot of stuff that i like but i can't quite like pinpoint necessarily like yeah really interesting sort of talent very much like yeah that kind of like yeah really just nice melodic chamber pop thing that's the sort of thing that i don't know, like necessarily feel like i get a lot of especially new stuff that i really like in that kind of vein but um yeah it just makes me uh pine for the next wise blood record it's always a good thing to say about a record is that it makes me want someone else's record. Well, you know, that's like the last thing that sounded sound like this that I yeah. felt like I was all into. And I, as soon as I said it, I was like, I, I don't mean to even compare them, but I was just yeah. like, man, like, God, it's been a while since I've kind of sucked my teeth into something that even remind like, is in that vein whatsoever. And it's, right. it's a good it's I would good think stuff. we get that maybe this year. It's, I mean, she's been working on stuff. I, who knows? I, yeah. you know, yeah. I haven't heard anything in a little while. Um, and then, yeah, the my number one is uh, Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road. Ah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we talked about them a little bit last year on the pod, the part of the Speedy Wonderground scene. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that, you know, kind of coming up with uh, the same very general scene as Black Midian Squid and other bands sort of of that ilk. And they're actually my least favorite of the three with uh, just the, I think they put in an EBP before the one last year and on their record last year. And I liked it, but it was even with like, yeah, like the Klezmere uh, sort of incorporated arrangements were cool, but or compositions were cool, but like. Uh, definitely wasn't quite as exciting to me as those other bands, but I, I, the, the new ones are really interesting sort of shift. It's 
definitely more of a it's kind of sprawling chamber pop record. And I, I again, I there was more similarities between this and uh, the Caleb Bond record than you know a lot of Literally other things that I've heard this year. Too. But yeah, I mean it's it, but it's this is much more maximalist. I mean, there's a lot of people in this band. It's like definitely sort of that like you know old school broken social scene arcade fire kind of thing going on like you're calling this a level up too like Ian yeah Cullen. i think it's a level up okay i feel confident about saying that okay. and again there's it's gotten a lot of uh praise this year and i already feel like it is a little bit overrated but it's a really promise like i was definitely surprised hearing this i did not think that i would be into it as much as i am did you listen to that record at all from last year have you heard of them at all no i haven't okay i mean do you listen to black midi I'm yeah i like black, midi. Like black midi? okay so I think it'd be curious to hear what you think about this. I mean, they don't sound just like them. Again, they're like, you know, peers more than anything else. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of, you know, sonic differences between a lot of these bands. But uh, there's definitely, especially like a sort of, I think, tonal and thematic kind of through line with a lot of the stuff. It definitely has a, just a lot of that sort of uh, urgency that I, I feel from a lot of the Black Midi stuff that I've heard. Uh, which, I mean, they haven't put out a ton of stuff, but... Um, and then Black Country New Road had their singer quit, right? Yeah, that's so... That's interesting. Th- yeah, that's... I was saying... album and... Yeah, they literally. So he's on this record, and he ended up quitting the band like a day or two before it came out. I, I, so like, yeah, I mean, I very curious to see where that. I goes. know. I was gonna say, I, I don't think I've heard anything about it since just that initial announcement. But like, yeah, I was, I was so thrown with it. It wasn't like a Janet Weiss like frustration with the direction or anything. It was just yeah. like, yeah, just uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see if anything comes like just more clarified with that. But like. It is such a fucking shame, too, because it's just like, oh, yeah, they've really reached a new plateau here. Goddamn. Like, I guess they're going to have to find another new road. That's what it sounds like right now, bud. Black Country New Road. Is that... I have no idea what that is. It sounds like a fire alarm. we got a fire here at the Ecstasy Compound. Could very well be. Let's probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we got for you, folks. You know, what, you know what the fire alarm was caused by? All those fight your record recommendations. Yeah, all that heat wafting out of here and <laughs> into somebody else's room. So, and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check your fire alarms, folks. Yes. Make sure those, those batteries are fresh. And hit them with the classic, classic ending, Dylan. Actually, yeah.